You're listening to the Coaching Matrix private podcast. So today is our mentality call for the Denver members. And I'm really excited. Before I start, is there just one in there? Will you make sure that you're muted? I don't know who is not muted. Oh, there we go. Okay, I muted you. <laughs> um, I wanted to announce the winner. She's not on here, so she'll have to catch the replay. But Shaylin won the $500 gift card. I just put all your names in, um, and that's who won. So for those of you who are new, I did like a little giveaway um, for people who posted about the coaching matrix. And so that's super fun. I will have to get in contact with her since she's not live. That's kind of a bummer. <laughs> It'll be a surprise for her one day. Um, so today we're talking about um, your word is your wand and creating with our word. And this idea of your word is your wand, I got this from a book by Florence Shin, in case you guys are, some of you guys are book nerds, so I bet you'll look it up. It's called The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Shin. And she talks about this idea of our word being our wand. And I want to talk today about how our word is really powerful. And we do this with our clients, right? We teach them that our thoughts create our results, that the way that we think about things create our reality. And then we get into entrepreneurship and we forget like it's the same rules apply, right? And I just released a podcast called Creation. I love that book. Oh, good. You've read it. It's awesome. And um, I just released a podcast episode called Creation, and we're going to do this work a little bit deeper than I went on. Oh, lots of people joining. Okay. We're going to do this work a little bit deeper than I went on the podcast. But if you listen to that episode, it's going to be helpful. If you haven't listened to that episode, this will be a really good facilitation for that, for that episode, the work we did. Because sometimes there's two different languages that we use. Well, there's lots of different languages, but the two that I'm going to make a distinction about today is reporting language. Like we're reporting the news. We're just reporting what we see in our business and we're reporting what we see in our life and in our spouse and in our kids and versus creative language where we're speaking what we want into existence. And there's this gap between when we speak something and when we see it in reality. And so most of the world lives backwards, right? Where they're, they're looking at the reality and saying, this is what I see. So this must be true versus what I believe, what I want to create comes from me first and my words first. I learned this the hard way, like, <laughs> like many of the lessons that I've learned, probably you too. Um, because I used to report my coaching business to my mom, to my husband, to my best friends, to, you know, whoever would, <laughs> would listen to me talk about my coaching business, I would say things like it's, it's slow. It, it's coming, right? Um, things aren't moving yet, but I know they will kind of reporting language. And that's about the time that I found this book and some other, a few other books, like you're about us at making money. And I was on a coaching call, a group coaching call at the time. And I remember this type of shift in me, where if I wanted my business to be a certain way, that had to come from me first, from my words. I had to speak that into existence. And it feels like you're being a fraud, right? How can I talk about my, my amazing, successful business if I have no clients? How could I feel abundant? How can I talk about abundance if like I can't actually pay my bills with my coaching business yet, right? Um, those kinds of things. But I want to tell you that there's a lot of power in having that belief. Cause one of the things that's a requirement of speaking things into existence is belief, right? That certainty, certainty is created just like anything. And it's just a choice. And so it might feel weird in the beginning but it's not because it's wrong, it's because it's new. And so before I jump into the content that I have that was like my little preamble <laughs> speech for you guys 
I want to remind you one of the things that I think is really powerful on any call. I actually made a post on Instagram about this thought about healthy cynicism. I want you to listen to me, not to agree with me, not to be like, oh yeah, what she's saying is so good. Like, I mean, I, my ego loves that, <laughs> but like, that's not why you're here. You're here to take something, to integrate it inside of you and go create in your business and in your life. So I don't necessarily want you to listen to be like, that's a good idea. That's a good thought. Oh, I'm going to write that down. What I want you to do is to take it in first, evaluate, does this work for you? Does what I'm saying work for your business and your life? That, that healthy cynicism is going to be powerful for you to integrate it into your life and not just blindly listen. I don't want this to be more of like content consumption because we do a lot of content consuming and that's, that can be distracting from your true purpose, which is creating clients, being of service to the world, shining your light, doing your good work, making money, serving your family, all of those good things. Content, consuming content can get in the way of that if we don't analyze it and adopt it in a way that serves us. So as I'm talking today, I want you to keep that in mind, that this isn't just to listen, this isn't just to pass the time. I want you to take something, analyze it, use it, make it your own, and then apply it into your life so you can create. Because this whole, the whole thing that we're going to talk about today is using your words to be a creator. And that's why coaching is so powerful, whether it's in a situation like this or with your one-on-one -on -one coach, like there's a lot of power in using our words to bring about something. And so I want to kind of go back to what I talked about with the reporting language versus the creative use of language. And just notice where have you used reporting language in your business? Like sometimes I'll have, um, sometimes it's on this call or in my private calls, they'll come to, you guys will come to the calls and report something to me. And it can be easy to get sucked into like, that's just how it is. You haven't signed any clients this week. That's just how it is. People aren't buying in the summer. That's just how it is. And then there's this, this brief moment that we have where do we actually is that actually reporting or is that like a misuse of our creative powers, right? Are we creating that with our thoughts and with our words? And what I want to make the case for is that actually you're creating that experience. So when you, when you look at, um, and I, I do this too, I'm not, I'm definitely not perfect. Sometimes I'll be like, well, the summer slowdown, right? Moms aren't buying businesses slow, whatever. And it feels like I'm reporting something like that's just how it is. Or am I creating it? And so one of the first things I want you to take away is being onto yourself of whether you're creating or you're reporting. Sometimes it feels like, well, that's just how it is. This is the truth. And what I want to, you to put your thinking cap on and analyze and look at with love. This is all about curiosity, not with judgment, right? We're, we're being curious about how we've created in the past. What am I creating right now? If I say you know, whatever, like there's no clients coming. No one's interested in my work. My, my Instagram is cricket full of crickets. I heard that this week. <laughs> um, that's not reporting that's creating, right? Because we get what we expect. And so our words often will show us our expectations. And so one of the things that we have to be really conscious of is using our words to create. And this takes time. This takes effort. This doesn't just happen because we live in a world of reporting. Like look at, like when you go to dinner with your friends, this is why I, we like getting together as coaches, right? The way that we talk. Oh, Shaylin's on here. I'm gonna tell her she won. <laughs> Hold on, pause, time out. Okay, I'm, she's still joining. I don't know what's going on with the internet, but um, oh, Shaylin, are you on here? Okay, if you can hear me, can you give me like a thumbs up or something? 
because you won the $500. I announced that at the beginning, but you weren't here. So yay, Shaylin. <laughs> I'll get in contact with you um, about getting you the cash. That's so fun. Thanks for sharing about the coaching matrix. Okay, back in. <laughs> um, we think we go to dinner with our friends. That's what I was saying. We go to dinner with our friends and everyone's reporting about their family or their, the economics of their family or the school system or whatever. Um, they, th they think that what they're seeing is, is true. And what I, as I started doing this work and this might resonate with you, I started not feeling like that because I realized I don't wanna create my husband that way. I don't wanna create my kids that way. I don't wanna, cause complaining is miscreation, right? It's not reporting, it's creating. And so part of our work is to slow like everything down. One of the things that you might've heard me say is like go frame by frame, like slow down your thinking. And sometimes it's, it's almost like automatic and we forget that we have a choice on what we speak about our loved ones, about our business. It's not reporting, it's creating. And so one of the questions that you can ask yourself is what am I creating right now? When you go to complain about whatever, or when you're about to say something, maybe negative, but maybe just neutral, maybe not what you even want, just slow down and ask like, what am I creating right now? Because there's this gap that we have choice, which is speaking what we want into existence. And so it's gonna feel weird. Um, and I'm gonna actually type out some examples because I'm, I'm visual, so I like to see these typed out. <laughs> Um, and so I have a few examples of what, the, what I've seen this look like in myself versus, um, like what is possible if we take the creative stance in this whole thing. So one of the things that I hope I sign a client, this is something I told myself a lot put this week. I hope I sign a client this week. That's what I used to tell myself. And that what, what I was really saying is I haven't signed a client yet. I'm not signing a client. And it felt like I was report, like reporting, right? Like I just haven't signed the client yet. But what I want you to notice is when you get really serious and slow down with this, this sentence, I hope I sign a client this week. What does that feel like to you? Does it feel like certainty or does it feel kind of like it's out there in like someone else is in charge of that, right? And so this, this sentence, this creation, speaking this, kept me stuck for months. And maybe you guys have been here. Like I said, don't listen for agreement, listen for what's coming up in you. And so what a, a version of this would be in like the, the creative stance, and this is where it gets uncomfortable. I am creating a client this week. And a lot of like, I remember when I first started learning this affirmative type of creation with my, with my speech, it was like, but I don't know if I can. And that's the thought, that's what I'm creating. I don't know if I can create a client. It's causal right? Me saying, I don't know if I can sign a client this week becomes me not signing a client this week. So it's, it has to start with this kind of creation. I am creating a client this week. And then you get to notice all the chatter that will come up. No, you can't. There's no way you can know that. No one's asking you about your packages, blah, 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 all the drama that our mind offers us. And that's when we can get to go to work because this is where all the creative solutions exist. When we start speaking this into existence, I am creating a client this week with that tone. I, I highly recommend you try saying this out loud. It, it can tell you a lot because maybe you're going to squeak it out. I'm creating a client this week. The nice one, like not true, <laughs> right? Versus like, I am creating a client this week. What would it take for me to do that? Who would I need to be? What would I need to do? Who would I need to talk to? What kind of certainty would I need to make offers with? 
What would I need to say about my offers? Who would I need to be creating conversations with if I was taking control and taking responsibility of this sentence being coming true? And I think that this is a really powerful way to speak. I don't think a lot of entrepreneurs understand the causal nature of our speech because we're afraid of being disappointed. And that's something that I think is really relevant and something I, I did want to talk about is when we speak something like, I am creating a client this week, we open and expose ourselves to disappointment because there is a chance you're not going to sign a client this week. But you'll never sign a client if you never say this, these words, if that makes sense, right? If you don't get to this place where you're speaking it into existence, you don't. And so it actually, it, it hinges on our belief, even if it's just a shred of belief. And like, this is where we can tweak this sentence. Like, I am like, I'm trying to think of, a, I would, I would stick to this, but like, you know how we do like, I am becoming the person who can sign a client this week. I'm becoming the person who can post on social media today. Um, that becoming the ING words. <laughs> um, I'm working on my belief that I can sign a client this week. Those are those baby steps I think that can be really powerful. But what I wanna get you is into is this affirmative, creative, like I am creating a client this week, if that makes sense. This is just like the one example that I had. Oh, can, can you mute yourself? Thank you. Um, and so I want, like I said, don't listen for agreement. Where is this showing up for you? Maybe it's not this sentence, but what is it for you? And if you have, I forgot to mention, if you have questions, go ahead and ask in the chat. Um, hold on. Oh, okay, there we go. I don't know who is, whose mic was on. Um, and then, of course, like this is going to be applicable wherever you are in your phase of business. Maybe you're fully booked and you're trying to create a group. Maybe you are trying to sign your next highest paying client, wherever you're at. How can you use affirmative language so that this is like an experience of certainty? You're using your words to create what you want instead of what you don't want. Um, one of the books I read um, early on was Denise by Denise Duffield Thomas. Have you who's read her? Like she wrote Chillpreneur, <laughs> Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. I think um, those are the two that I read by her. Anyway, it, she had she like tells a story about when she was doing her money work. One of the beliefs, I love her too. I love, you guys are my people. If you read my books, <laughs> I love it. She's amazing. Um, so one of the stories that she tells that like for me, I, I'm going to tell my own story, but this is where I started to see what she was meaning. She was going to invest in her business and her husband was like, I don't know. And they're kind of on, they're like on a road trip and they had a lot of doubts. And she's like, well, there's always money where that came from. And then all of a sudden these like dollar bills hit, hit their windshield on the car. And while I've never had that experience, it showed me what, the, what she was talking about with the affirmative. And I was super skeptical. If you heard that story and you're skeptical, I was too, until I started using this in action. I remember the first time I told my husband, I was like, I'm going to sign a client this week. And he was like, who? It's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I just know it. And he's like, okay. Like he, he's not in our world. So he doesn't necessarily know. He speaks things into existence with very um, unconsciously but I was practicing it very consciously. Sure enough, I signed a client that week because I spoke it into existence and I kept speaking it into existence. And that's the next part of our conversation is it's not enough just to say what something wants, right? We speak it every day. A few months ago, I had you create a document um, and when we were doing exceptional relationships about turning your lack into abundance. 
And I'm going to revisit that conversation today because I think the first thing we speak into existence is ourselves, right? You guys spoke being a coach into existence. That's why you're here. That's why you want to do what you want to do. Um, and sometimes we forget that we have to keep speaking that into existence before all the clients come, before all the money comes, before all the things that we want come. We have to keep speaking it into existence. I recommend daily, moment to moment, as often as you can, um, because that's how, like, <laughs> when something is running on autopilot, we have to make it very conscious. In fact, one of the, you've probably seen me, um, I'm going to draw again because you know, visual, um, one of the things that you might've seen me draw is like, I think I was coaching one of you guys on this like super highway of thoughts, right? Let's say, let's say you're 40 years old and for 40 years, you've been a stay at home mom, or you've been in sales or you've been, I don't know, like, I'm just making it up. You haven't called, you haven't embodied the kind of powerful coach you want to be. And then all of a sudden, one day you speak into existence that you want to be a coach what is the stronger belief, the one you've practiced and created a super highway of belief, a super highway of being, or this like kind of little, little trail that you've made this one day, right? The power that happens when we do it daily or, you know, maybe multiple times a day is we have to create a stronger super highway of being and speaking who we, who we want to be and what we want to create into the world. And so this is why repetition is the mother of mastery or a mother of skill. You've probably heard that from lots of coaches. It's because of what happens, not just in our brain, but like who we practice being in the world. It's spoken first. And so I want you to come up with, like, like, like I said, like I want it to be meaningful to you. So you don't have to write what I wrote about signing a client, but what do you want to speak into existence and how can you write it in the affirmative? And I'm just gonna give you a second to write that down. And if you have questions about what I mean by that, bring it here. I'm gonna keep talking, but I do want you to write something down that you're gonna speak because our words have a lot of power, both written and spoken. Um, I think that journaling for me was a huge way of doing this. And I didn't, I, I used to journal, like when I was a teenager, maybe you guys journaled like this. It was more like a diary, like reporting language, right? this is what's happening. This is who I'm in love with. This is what's going on at high school, right? Like the reporting. When I started getting into this world, I use my journal like a creative um, language, I guess, space where I'm writing things that I want to bring into my life, or I'm expressing gratitude for the things that I did already bring into my life. Because I think that that's another powerful use of our language is expressing gratitude of the things we do have, right? In that foundation of abundance, gratitude, things are always right here for us to, to tune into or not. And so I want you to use this time right now to write something that you want to speak into existence, whether it's clients or money or just a way of experiencing your business, a way of experiencing your family, if that's more relevant to you. What do you want to speak into existence in the affirmative language? Like, like we talked about, it's not, I hope I sign a client this week. It's I'm creating a client today. What would, what would that be like? Um, I am a powerful coach. My business makes a difference in thousands of lives. Like what, what is it that you are bringing into your experience and what are you speaking? Like I said, if you have any questions, go ahead and put them in the chat or you can come on. I'm just gonna give you guys a couple minutes to do that work if you have a paper. Um, there's a lot of power in, in actually doing this. I'm gonna do it too, <laughs> unless you guys have a question.
And then I'm actually, while you guys are writing, I'm going to tell you a story. And it, Colette, I think you're here. We were just talking about this. Colette got coached last week on um, writing an email to her people and signing one-on-one clients through email. And one of the things that we were talking, sorry, Colette, I'm totally picking on you, but it was such a good example, um, is one of the things that sometimes we do is we put who we want to be into the future. Like, well, I know I can do it then. Like, I know I'm going to be the kind of coach that can write emails in the future. And what I had her say is like, you are that person now. And that's where all our, our limiting beliefs get, get thrown to the surface, right? Because if we are that person now, what does that mean? And what, what becomes one immediately available, but also we have to compare our results against who we are in this moment, because what is ultimately true, right? What's ultimately true about Colette is that she is the coach that's signing clients through her powerful emails right now. That doesn't exist in the future that exists now. Yes, tell it. And I am that person this week, today. Yeah, powerful. And so a lot of like, this is something that I know I, I, I do this too. If I leave my brain unchecked, uncoached, <laughs> I will project out into the future because it's a lot safer in the future. It's, it's a lot more certain in the future. Well, I know one day, like I used to do this for years, like not years, probably like the first two years of my business. I was like, yeah, I'm a six-figure coach. Like I know that that's in the future. And what that always did was kept my six-figure version of myself in the future. Does that make sense? And so by speaking it into the future, it always existed there. But if I spoke it into existence here in this moment, it was a lot scarier. I had a lot more doubts, right? It felt a lot com more comfy in the future because <laughs> I could believe in that in the future. Harder to embody that person today, make those decisions as that person today, speak those words as that person today. And so what I want to challenge you to do, if you did take me up on the challenge and write down something that you're speaking into existence today, is there anything else that you want to embody in this moment? Maybe it's something that you kept saying one day, but what would it be like if you were being that person today? Do we need to believe our statement yet? No, no. I'm not sure of my statement, but I want to fully believe it. Um, so this is... I learned this from one of my mentors, Melanie and Lair, who I've talked about quite a bit to you guys. And she said, we need 51% belief. And I felt so free by that. <laughs> if you can be in belief 51% of the time, I think that that's enough because I think belief is one of those things that goes in and out of it based on how I'm cultivating it, based on how I'm speaking it into existence, based on how I'm feeling, um, based on what's going on in my life, right? We have to actively create it. And one of the things that she, like that, that ratio she taught me was 51%. Can you believe it 51% of the time? And that's a start. I think the idea is that you believe it so fully until it's just who you are and you have both the external evidence and the inner belief. And that's how you know it's like 100%. But until you get there, 51% will do the trick. At least that's how I've, I've created miracles with 51% belief. I believe it most of the time, I would say like a, a larger percent of the time than I don't believe it. But like I said, try that on. If it doesn't fit, like Colette, I think you want to fully believe it. I'm curious what you mean by fully believe it, because can you be in full belief 51% of the time? Does that serve you? I know you might be typing, so I'm, I'm going to give it a second. <laughs> um, some other things that I want you to consider as you're I'll analyze that. Yeah, that's good. Try it on. Um, because I think 
one of the things that I don't want you to slip into is like that perfectionism of belief work, I guess, getting stuck there versus like, I am this, if I am the person, whatever, I'm trying to give a good example. If I am a six figure coach, I'll just use that example for you guys today. And I'm, I'm really being her. What kind of posts do I make on social media today? Who, what kind of conversations am I going to create today? from love and abundance and full belief. And then I take that action. Then maybe tonight, like I'm eating dinner and I'm like, oh, I hope that was enough. And I might notice that I'm not in belief. And as soon as I witness that, I have a choice, right? We're not, a vic- we're, we're not even a victim to those kinds of beliefs either. We can look at them with curiosity. Interesting. I, when I'm not working on my business, I have a belief that it's not working. I have a belief that I'm not this person. Who would I need to be to believe it when I'm doing the dishes, when I'm on a walk with my kids, when I'm driving the car. And um, I think just being really open to where your beliefs show up and where, like even what parts of your life you have doubts creep in, I would really pay attention to that. For me, one of the things that changed my business was believing I was the businesswoman when I wasn't doing business, if that makes sense. It was really easy for me to be the six-figure coach when I was sitting at my desk or coaching or writing a post. It was a lot harder for me to embody a six-figure coach when I was on the floor playing with my kids. But I found that that congruency between I was just being this person no matter where I was, because I'm being a mom now. I'm not doing mom right now, but I'm still being mom. I still love them. I still have a relationship with them. And what I did is that congruence of belief of speaking things into existence, no matter where I was, I was a six-figure coach. That was really powerful for me. That allowed me to speak things into existence and always, and it also released my need to work all the time. And so that, that deeply served me. Try it on. <laughs> like I said, don't listen for agreement. Listen for what, how this is going to serve you. Um, if you feel like it, I would, love, if, I would love to see some of your statements um, in the chat if you're up for sharing, both to spark creativity in others, but also to speak it into existence into this group. Um, Napoleon Hill taught this mastermind principle where when people come together, a third mind is created basically when you have good energy and you're all focused on similar goals. I think this can be that place for you. If you feel like it, drop it in the comments. We can all support you and speak it into existence for you. I think that's one of the other things that's powerful about having a coach is that they speak things into existence with you. They affirm it with you and then magic happens. So if you, if you feel like it, what are you affirming? What are you speaking into existence? Um, I am creating a business that inspires and blesses others. Yes. Um, is that too general? Uh, yeah. I don't want you to judge it. How does that feel on you, Brooke? Like, what does that feel like? I am creating a business that inspires and blesses others. Yeah. You can talk. No, (laughs) It it feels good. It feels positive and moving forward and ownership of what I want to do. Yeah. Does it move you into it today? I mean, I probably need some like sub things that help, like maybe smaller actions that, yeah. that move that forward. But yeah. Yeah. Um, it, there's a book called the ultimate coach. I don't know if, have we talked about that book before, Brooke? Okay. I've heard, I, I've heard about it, but it's really good. It. And one of the things that they talk about in the book is this document. And that's kind of what I was referring to earlier is like, it's almost it's intense. It can be intense. Some people have it really long. Mine's pretty long of things that I speak into existence, 
And so that could be a line in your document and you have lots more that follow, you know, that follows. Like I express love to, you know, to others. My business is a conduit for love and service. There could be a lot of different subsets of that, but I think that that's a, a beautiful statement. Thanks for sharing. Anyone else want to share? I'm contributing to abundant, to abundant life my family lives. Yeah. I'm creating 10 clients by fall 2023. I believe this. I'm creating eight clients fall 2022 with or without our client resigning. This is the one I want to believe. Yeah. I love that. Oh, the abundant. I see, Lonnie. I am contributing to the abundant life my family lives. Yes. I like it, Colette. This is the one I want to believe. I am the second statement. I am creating eight clients fall 2022 with or without a client resigning. Yeah. No matter what. I believe that. I, I just don't have any doubt. That's, that's why it's so easy for me to coach you on who you're being today. <laughs> I am becoming a fully booked coach through powerful service. Yeah. So this is what I want you to try on, Shaylin. I am a fully booked coach, fully booked coach because of my powerful service. What, try, what does that feel like on when you, when you try that thought on, I am a fully booked coach because of my powerful service, because that's kind of, um, like Colette's a little different just because hers is in the fall. She doesn't want any clients this summer. Maybe you're, maybe that's true for you, Shaylin. I, I, I think you mean you want them now because it's easy to believe I am becoming a fully booked coach. And that's, if that's where you have to get to, that's okay. Like, I don't think it's a bad statement at all, but I want to challenge you. What would it be like? I am a fully booked coach because of my powerful service. What would that be like today for you? And just try it on. I provide an exceptional client experience that my clients can't stop talking about. I love that Heidi. Yeah. Yeah. I am bringing in 20 K revenue this month. I am creating one consult today. I love that. I love that. It feels a little bit scary. I'm a little bit edgier, Shirley. I really like it. Like, what does that mean today? I'm bringing in one consult today. That's awesome. Or I'm creating one consult today. Yeah. One of the things that when you, when you take it out of the future and bring it into this moment, <laughs> it feels a little scarier than just like keeping it in the future. And this is where we get in like the, that gray zone of business. I know I, I speak this because I've been there and this is one of my, um, my default go-tos safe zone is like the future. It's safe in the future because it's not happening now. I can believe whatever I want about the future, but if I have to believe it now, it's a lot scarier. There's a lot more risk. I might fail. I might be disappointed. And when we risk failure and disappointment, that's where all the good stuff is in this moment, but it requires that we balance that. I want to believe it like you do, Amber. This is why I'm in the matrix. Heck yeah, Colette, you can borrow it. <laughs> I have no doubt because you are so prepared. Um, okay, yes, yeah, speaking it out feels scary. Yes, right. But this is, the, this is the work that's preventing you from getting to what we want, right? Not just you, Shirley. I mean, you are us, collective us, right? Um, when we speak it in the now, we see what we're risking. We see what we don't have. And a lot of people don't like talking about what we don't have. And that's why we have to do all of this from a place of love and curiosity and not judgment because judgment is where we, we can turn this into something that I don't want to turn into where it's like, um, like I'll use, let's see, 
Shirley's example, like I'm bringing in 20K revenue this month. And if we judge her or she judges herself, she can be stuck in that she hasn't created 20K this month. And that can make her spin out. That can make her not reach out to people, not create the client or the consult today, not create, you know, post on social media or conversations with potential clients, all of that, because she's judging instead of being open to the possibility of making 20K this month, she's judging the fact that she hasn't. That's where we can misuse this whole thing. Um, and so I don't want it to be that. I want it to be expansive and fun. And if you can't get there, tweak the language a little bit. And that's, I think, what we were talking about with um, Shaylin. When I said, I am a fully booked coach through, power, through my powerful service, if that feels like, if that makes you spin out, keep the I am becoming a fully booked coach until you can step powerfully into that I am a fully booked coach. Use language that serves the purpose of creation in today. And so, if, and sometimes we have to go back and forth. And that's, I think that's what um, Colette, you were asking me about like fully, full belief. Um, I think sometimes we can use our words very carefully while we're trying to believe something, while we're trying to embody a version of us that we want to believe, I think it's okay to take baby steps in that direction. But I do think that there's this, this very unlimited power and a lot of energy that you can unlock for yourself when you speak in the now, as if it's happening now. And so I think that that's what we strive for, if that makes sense. Okay, anyone else want to share their statement? I'm signing another client today. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, because then you get to play with how are you going to do it? But if you're being the person who's signing another client today, I bet there's an infinite number of actions you could take. So I'm excited for you, Abby. That's awesome. All right, I'm just going to wrap up this conversation and I'll open it for hot seat coaching on, on whatever you guys are needing. Um, I want I want this to be something that's like a, a shift in you that you're always looking at what am I creating with my words when you go to open your mouth and tell someone something or even yourself what are you affirming is true well no one commented on my post today no one cared oh, wait am I reporting something or am I creating this because we can create whatever we want right we can create an experience of love and abundance in our business even if it's true that there's crickets or it's true that no one's reaching out to you. What do you want to create with your words? Like one of the things that I chose to believe and still believe is like my lurkers love my content. They don't have to comment. They don't have to post They're reading and it's, and it's impacting them. It's serving them. And that's a powerful stance that you can take. doesn't matter if there's crickets, my work is being felt. That's something you could try on um, because you're speaking your impact. You're speaking your service into the world. And then you get to feel good, right? It feels good to believe that whether or not people are commenting, your work is being felt and impact is being felt. This is an amazingly shifting tool. I'm so happy to learn how to use it. I'm excited for you, Colette. Um, it's, I feel like it's probably a tool you've already known. It's maybe a, a different articulation, which um, I think as we evolve as entrepreneurs and coaches, a lot of what we're looking for is distinctions that make it more relevant and more useful to us. So I hope that this was just a distinction for you. What are you speaking into existence? It's so fun. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna open it up for hot seat coaching. It doesn't have to be about mentality. Of course, it'd be cool if it was, but it's not like a prerequisite for getting on the hot seat. 
Um, I want to be of service. So whatever is on your mind, whatever's on your heart, whatever you want help with, now would be the time. Um, I'm just going to have people go, like, just jump on and start talking and just we can jump into it. Okay. Who's feeling it? Who's feeling it first? No one's feeling it. It doesn't have to be some profound thing. I think, um, I can't remember who, I'm literally taking off on a flight right now or I would be coached. <laughs> Thanks, Colette. Okay, well, enjoy your flight. No problem. Um, so I can talk, you guys. I, you know I can feel space, so I can talk. I have a hard time getting coached in groups. So I have a lot of compassion if you have something that you want to be coached on but don't necessarily want to be coached in a group. But this is what I know, even if it's, if you can't articulate it, there's a lot of power in just being willing to take the hot seat in front of a group. Um, just your self-concept of being coached in front of a group is, can create a shift in you. So if you have that little nudge, hop on. <laughs> I just, what's that? Is it okay if I? Yes, I love it, okay. let's do it. So I just need, I need to help with this client that I just, I told yeah. you at the beginning. So, so I do some mindset coaching for a fitness coach. Mm -hmm. So I, she, they schedule online. She's not my personal client. And I, this is the third time somehow it's, I haven't showed up like, and I have no idea how I didn't get a calendar notification. And I'm like, Oh, I feel so terrible. So I guess this is what I want coaching on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot, but why do you think this is showing up for you? Well, it's so funny because this topic of we speak it into existence, I'm like, I'm helping people follow through with what they say they'll do. I, my word is everything and I don't show up on calls. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm, it's like a total contradiction. I'm like helping them you know, follow through with their food journals and their workout and their mindset in regards to that. And yeah, I don't show up on a call. So I'm like, what is my disconnect? This is for me. What you asked me, why do you think this is showing up? Like, I don't know. I just, yeah. So I'm going to poke around a little bit. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can sense that a little bit and that's okay. I would that's nor you want to do a good job. I think that what, what it's showing you is your standard and what you demonstrated isn't the same. And that's okay to acknowledge that without, we can do that without shame though. We can just like shine a light on it and be like, yeah, my performance was not up to my standard. How am I going to make it right? But before we get to that conversation, I do want to know why it's, why it's popping up for you, which is, I have a few questions. Do you love the arrangement you have with this fitness coach? Um, yeah, I actually really, I love, um, doing the mindset piece to their fitness goals. Cause I have no desire <laughs> to do weight loss coaching yeah. or like help people that, but when we talk about their mindset in regards to it, I'm like, I'm all in. And yes, I really do like the arrangement. 
Cool. I just like, I don't feel like I can be like, oh, I've been gone for four days out of town or I'm moving or I had a house showing or a kid's birthday party. Like that is all the things that I think come up as my excuses are like so unprofessional. And I would, I don't want to use those, but that's where I go. Like, oh, well, I have four kids and my son needed me to take him to the doctor. That was one of them. Like, I don't know. Yeah. What really happened? I just didn't do, like, I didn't see the notification on my calendar and I didn't get on the call. (laughs) Yeah. And what are you making that mean about you as a professional? That I'm not, that I'm not taking it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. But is that even true? Because you're getting coached on it. I feel like you're taking it pretty seriously. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but like it, this it's only happened to this one woman but it happened with the same one woman three times I'm like I coach a lot of people I have like a lot of appointments on my calendar and I don't miss any (laughs) so I'm like and like when she when I called her 20 minutes late today and was like I am so sorry she's it's like she for sure expected it (laughs) so I'm like oh I'm creating this but it's I don't know yeah. So, um, I have, I have a few different directions. We could talk about like the logistics of how are you going to meet with this woman, but one of the most powerful things I think can, you can benefit both of you from, what do you want to create now, given the past circumstances, what do you want to create from this moment on with this particular woman? Yeah, I want, I, I somehow want her to feel seen and heard and supported in this. Like, However, I can help her feel seen, heard, and supported, I like will do. Tell me more about that. What do you what do you mean by that? I mean, if someone I feel like if someone misses a call with me like three times in a row, it's like, well, clearly you don't care about me or the result I'm trying to create with your help. And so I would want to let her know that I, that's not what I think. That's not what I want to do. That's not who I am in her support. Yeah. So what would you need to articulate to her either in written or on an actual call with her to make her make sure that that's a creation you guys agree on that she's seen and heard by you? Uh, I mean, I want, I, in addition to having a conversation about it. I mean, I did have that conversation, yeah. but I'm like, I want to send her like a, a thing, a something. I want to send her like a tangible gift in the mail that lets her know, like just something, because I think one of my love languages is gifts. So yeah. I'm like, let's send her a gift. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I like to play with in these kinds of circumstances is how can I make this even more abundant than it would have been without yeah. these calls? A totally. Gift, and that's what I'm call. like. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I'm just going to try and do that. Yeah. The next place I'm going to take this is what is it going to take for you to forgive yourself for those three missed calls? I mean, I feel like it's <laughs> when I remembered that I like didn't get on this call, I was on a different call with a different client when and she was talking about the same thing so I'm like oh like I this is perfect for me to be able to understand I can I need to be practicing this 
self-forgiveness and compassion as much as I'm trying to help my clients do. Like, it was so funny. Like that was a conversation I was having with my client when I, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is always a mirror. It's it's such a mirror. So, I mean, it can really be a good thing for me in regard. And also for this woman that I didn't show up for. My feeling is that when you do the self-forgiveness work, it will allow you to help guide her in her self-forgiveness work. I bet there's something there for her in her weight loss journey is my feeling because it's not an act to me. Everything pops into my awareness for a reason. If it's mm-hmm. happening to you with this woman three times, there's something here for yeah. you. Yeah. So what a gift you can give yourself by making peace and forgiving and then also creating mm-hmm. something new. And so that's the next part of this commitment is what is it going to take from you where that never happens again, where you are, you show up for those, that next call, what kind of commitment? Yeah, just, I mean, hundred percent, like it's not going to happen. Like I know yeah. that I will plan my mm-hmm. week around her. Yes, I was going to, I was going to say, it's know? probably like your most important coaching call is that woman. Yeah which that in and of itself is a gift. She's going to get your full focused attention in that call. I think it'll be a better, I, my feeling is that you will have a way more powerful call because of this work that you're doing right now, forgiving yourself, making a new powerful commitment, letting her be a mirror to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, that's really helpful. I'll, I'll do that for sure. That would be fabulous for I mean, she's going to get so much more. Yeah, out she's going to get so much more. She yeah. Have. Yeah. Not yeah. that we are making excuses. I, I could tell you didn't want to make excuses, yeah. but yeah. at this point, um, I think of Byron Katie's like line. It's like, how do we know it was perfect? Because it was that way, right? Like, because I, it did happen that because way. Because it did happen yeah. that way. And so operating from that, I think it'll be of service to both of you. Awesome. And then okay. let Thank go, you. release yeah. the guilt and the stuff that doesn't help you. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Who else wants the hot seat? Who is feeling it? I need help. Awesome. Let's do it, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So I, you know, I've been doing these interviews for small seed. Mm -hmm. I'm super excited about these interviews and I've loved doing them. I have a total mental block to recording like an intro and getting them packaged. Like I'm going to send them to someone to, to put together. And like, I keep putting it on my list and I, I'm just struggling with like, I don't know what. Very interesting. Okay. So can we like (laughs) slow it down? Like a movie frame, like, okay, it's on your to-do list movie frame. It's time to record it. What happens? I mean, there's my to-do list is like long, is very long, way too long. So there's literally always some, I would have to be really conscious to say, okay, like nothing else is going to interfere with this. And I feel like it's just stuff happens. And still, so I do that. And then I go to bed, you know? Yes. And I keep saying like, I have to do this. And I keep, I mean, I think it's probably like me sort of finding things, although it's not hard to find things, but I just keep doing other things because, and, and I, it gives me like, I have anxiety just talking about it. 
And I think I just feel like not really qualified or not good enough, or my voice isn't that great, or what am I going to like all of the things, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, these are going to be so good and powerful for people. I have to get this done. Yeah. I think one of the thoughts that you and I have talked about is that it's not about you thought. Yeah. I think that's really powerful for you because when we get sucked into my voice, isn't good for radio or for podcasts or what was the other one we were talking about? I can't remember, but something about us, right? When we focus on us, we can get really yeah. stuck. What would you need to focus on and believe about this work to get you just to get this done? Yeah. That these are really, I, this content is going to bless people and change their lives, give them new perspectives, help them with their challenges. Like, I really believe all those things. But, well, I mean, I think I have a lot of, like I did broadcasting in college. Sorry, everyone. You're going to know more about me than you ever wanted. (laughs) I did broadcasting in college and I didn't pursue it as a, as a job. Um, you know, people always say like, you have a face for radio. I don't know that I have like a face for broadcasting or a voice for radio. So anyway, (laughs) it didn't go anywhere. I, I, my career went a different direction. And I think I feel a lot of failure and like, oh, I'm not good enough for that around, like just putting stuff out into the world in this sort of way. I know you think you're reporting the truth to me, but can you (laughs) see that this is the creation right now? Yeah. What do you want to create instead? I want to create goodness and, and content and just stuff that helps people. That is not about me. Like, it doesn't matter what I look like or what my voice sounds like or anything else. Like it's about helping people. Well, your intro to the beautiful content that you just shared, like talked about help people. It's not that important. You're making it really like, important. <laughs> I know (laughs) making it very important, but I, you're right. Like the intro is not important at all. It it doesn't really matter. I could say, Hey, check out this great interview. And that could be it. And yeah, but it is important because it's like a piece of the pie. You know what I mean? When I read a book and I read the introduction, but not by the author, by their friend or whatever, that's, Mm -hmm. it's not important as, as quote, as important as the book, but it's a part of it. Just like your intro is going to be a part of it. What would it be like to just create it with love for the person who did the interview with you and the person who's going to listen? Yeah. Love is the antidote for fear. It is. And you can't be in both at the same time. Yeah. So who like, but we have to have a love that's more powerful than the fear. So what is that for you? Um, oh, I don't know. What is, is it the, the listeners of small seed? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the people who I've talked to. I mean, I just like, I have so much love for the, the people who've taken time and for the ideas that are shared. And I just like want to tell everybody about them. I don't want to tell people about them. Apparently but I want <laughs> everyone to know about them. <laughs> yeah. But, but who better, like, who's it going to be if it's not you? No, it needs to be me. Yeah. But do it from a place of love 
of just, right. So I'm going to tell you something. Every time I record a podcast, still to this day, before I hit the little red dot on my garage band, I say, someone needs this because I hate my voice. <laughs> Very, I don't get caught there, but I, I do worry about my inflection and was my grammar right? And what if my you know, women's leader from my senior years listening to my podcast, <laughs> all the drama <laughs> that comes, I watch it and I let it float away like a cloud. I don't get hooked into it. And so what I want you to do is I want you to sit down and create one outro or one introduction today, just do one and okay. notice the thoughts are going to come. Your voice kind of sucks. Like, who are you to do this? You're going to make a mistake. People are going to think you're weird, whatever. And just be like, yeah, someone needs this. Someone needs this. Okay. I love that. Someone needs this. Okay. I'm going to do it. And then you I'm going to report. You back. are the woman to do it. And that might be another thing that you speak into it. No one's better than you because it came to you. Yes. 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 Okay. Okay. Thank you, are you. The, you are the woman. <laughs> Thanks. <Brian. laughs> okay. Anyone else feeling, feeling that little, I need this coaching. I need to jump on. I don't even need to have anything that you want to create. It doesn't have to be super profound. I'm going to give you a challenge. If no one else wants to be coach, I'm going to kind of wrap up our whole conversation. And if you do decide to be coach, that's okay too. We still have time. Um, to, I'm going to give you a challenge to actually do this work. Um, I think if you watch any of my content, like in, in the matrix, like in my actual like content, I encourage you not just to like, listen to me talk. And this is the same thing. We talked about something really powerful day, which is using your word to create your life and you can create anything that you want. And I think that I forgot to say that at the beginning, that you can put anything into this equation. And that's a scary thing, but it's also a really empowering thing. You can use this for your business, but you can use this for your relationships. You can use this for your body. You can use this for your kid, your relationship with your kids. We speak people into existence too. One of the most powerful things that I think you could do as a coach is to speak your powerful clients into existence. Who do you want to work with? that would set your soul on fire, that you would be so inspired to talk to every week. Speak them into existence, write it down. I'm gonna be not surprised when you're like, oh my gosh, I wrote down that she's you know, ambitious and fun and, and coachable and all these things. And then like you create her because that happens. Because both on like a spiritual level, but also just like on a brain level, I'm nerdy. I took psychology, I have a psychology degree. And one of the things that I had to do is study neurobiology. And one of the things that they taught us was this thing called the reticular activating system, the RAS, super nerdy. But what it does is it, once you put something in there, like you buy a blue, I don't know, a blue Honda Accord, right? You buy that and then you see blue Honda Accords everywhere. You know what I'm talking about? That's your RAS in action, but you have to put the input in. So when you think about the inspiring clients that you want to work with, when you think about the amount of money you want to make per month, you're putting input into your brain so you can start to see it and create it in your life. It's a really powerful book, like I said, both on the spiritual creation level and also just on like your brain level. This stuff works. Don't, don't believe me. Test me. Try it. See what happens. See what miracles you can create. And then keep me posted on all the fun things and share in the Facebook group so I can celebrate with you as you're creating, okay? 
Other than that, we will have our next call next Monday. Um, same time, we'll be talking about alignment. And until then, I hope you're speaking beautiful things into existence in, in your beautiful ways. Okay, I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Coaching Matrix private podcast. I just wanted to tell you, thank you for being a member. Thank you for being here. I hope you found today's episode helpful for your life and for your business. And I want you to know that I am cheering you on and I will see you in another episode. Bye.